Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to another week of Gee Thanks Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. I'm your host, Caroline Moss, and today I am here with one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram. Ayana Lage is a lifestyle blogger, a freelance writer. She writes about motherhood, mental health, social justice, and everyday life on her blog, and she hosts the Asked by Ayana podcast, which is a show that's focused on dream jobs and career journeys. She also rounds up all of the funniest, and I mean funniest, tweets <laughs> on Twitter, which is amazing because I quit Twitter, and the only thing I miss are the funny tweets. I just have to follow her. It doesn't, like, I don't have to go back there anymore, and I'm really, really thankful. Ayana, thank you for coming and welcome. Yeah, so good to be here. I will forever admire your willpower in quitting Twitter. <laughs> like, Me too. The, the, things, <laughs> the things I would give and do to be able to have. <laughs> the wherewithal to leave forever I would but not say fun. yeah I would not say I had the wherewithal I would say I was losing my wherewithal and that's why okay. I had to and I and that's why I had to leave I was trying to I wanted to bring one of the funny like I always screenshot the tweets from your stories and then I get you know they're lost in my phone of screenshots but like there was one the other day that I was dying laughing at how do you find all like you really have found all of the funniest ones are you curating these is it how long does it take you um so the very sad thing is that it's just me scrolling through twitter and liking things and then every sunday because i post them on monday i go through my likes i appreciate it so much ayan i really do i you know i try so i think i probably like like around 70 or 80 tweets a week maybe more um and then i just pick from and i guess that would, that's not counting like the political serious whatever right so, spend a lot of time on twitter a lot well, of time but don't you know i i really i understand i'm looking up in our honestly so because okay so there's stories i need to screenshot what our messages look like because look at what it looks like now so it's stories so now you can't see any of the tweets that there were but i'm showing her what the screenshots the screen the messages is, is me responding <laughs> lol ha, 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 ha. fuck lol that's me oh my god same <laughs> and i that is really that is i'm choking i'm dying help <laughs> scream i mean this is really this is really it. i'm gonna put i'm gonna put this in the show notes of our of this episode because it is really funny the best tweets so like truly like i follow you for all the other stuff too but this has just made it so exciting to me because I don't have to go on Twitter anymore. You do it for me and I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm like, if I'm already suffering on there, I might as well like spread the wealth and, yeah. and stop other people from yeah. having to use the app. Look, if I could get my timeline to a place where it was only funny tweets and jokes and I could guarantee, and I know with muting and everything, but there's really no guarantee. If I could guarantee that no like, absolutely Trumpian bullshit would like enter my space I would do it but I don't I can't I can't that is not promised to any of us in this life so I don't think it's gonna ever happen yeah and even if I feel like I've muted a lot of the conservative accounts but like Twitter's discourse is like like you know there's always a main character yes yes. everyone has an opinion yes that's the part I think that still gets me it's inescapable it's like it's like what the platform was designed for you just yeah yeah I there's always that tweet I know you're gonna know it and I'm sure some people who spend a lot of time on Twitter know it too but it's like Twitter is this game and every day there's a main character and the goal of the game is to never be the main character (laughs) (laughs) right can you imagine though no (laughs) no I would die and so it's best to leave now and you know like leave while you're up 
you know, we had a good mm-hmm. eight year run or however long I was like addicted to the app. But I'm so pumped you're here. You're in Tampa. How long have you lived in Tampa? Pretty much forever. Yeah. I like will leave and come back. That's kind of my thing. But yeah, I um my family moved here when I was in kindergarten. They're still here. My husband's family is here. Um, so when we were like like a three or four years ago when we were like, okay, like where are we going to settle? It was like, okay, we're going to go back home. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm very envious of people who don't live in Florida, even though I, I do like it, mm-hmm. but grass is always greener. Sure. <laughs> sure. I'm what, where would, where, if you weren't living in Florida, if it wasn't, if your family wasn't there, if your in-laws weren't there, where would you be? Good question. So I think that it would either be, realistic atlanta or like charlotte raleigh north carolina nice like pie in the sky dreams would be seattle or brooklyn nice um but i i we've done like i lived in dc for a bit and i know that i'm like made for suburban living and i've just kind of (laughs) accepted (laughs) that that is my lot in life i understand so anna let me tell you about la it's a city but it's very suburban so you should come. Really? To oh, yeah. I've never been. I've oh, never visited. Come on out. There's not. It's funny. You after 10 years of living in Brooklyn, I'm like, OK, I know what a city is. This is L.A. is not a city. L.A. is a bunch of suburbs in in a place. There's no city like anything you think you think you think you know about a city is just not what's in L.A. There's downtown L.A., which is the most city like part of los angeles but everything else is just houses and cars i mean i can't walk anywhere and i love that i can just drive you know like it's fascinating oh yeah i mean i think you would i think you would like it out here because you you still can be like oh no i live in a city but you're still also driving to costco in the car my favorite activity <laughs> right <laughs> so and you know and there's no it's really weird it's weird it's weird and every time people are like la is a city i'm like mm-hmm, definitely yeah uh but it is really not it's very suburban and that's why i like it too because i love a suburban lifestyle yeah i i uh i thought that i'd love dc but then like carrying my groceries on the metro was enough for me to be like yep i'm never i <laughs> i can't do this yeah no <laughs> and also the great thing about florida is that like you guys all have central air conditioning air conditioning florida understands air conditioning oh yeah and california doesn't because it gets cold at night and so that's a big complaint i have about here and also new york doesn't really get it either but florida yes it's very hot and humid but you'll never go somewhere where they don't have air conditioning oh yeah no it it would i don't know what would even happen (laughs) (laughs) our our ac broke and we literally like called an emergency repair company and we were like we need you to come out yeah. right now tell yeah, me what it costs intense. be here it's, yeah <laughs> we'll no, drain it's like whatever it takes how hot is it there right now it's mid-july mm. um i think it's like i haven't been outside yet today but i think it's like high 90s yeah um and humid i mean i don't know i it, it's like such a like heavy have you been to Florida during – I know that the heat's different everywhere, but, yeah. Like, it just weighs on you. It's, like, mm-hmm. a heavy heat because of the humidity. Yeah. Um, But I still prefer it to the cold. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. See, yes, I'm a winter person. But I have been to Florida in in June twice, actually, and I wear glasses. And it is one of those things where it's, like, the second you step outside, your glasses, like, fog, fog up. up. And yeah. you're, like – and your, like, clothes are wet. Like, it's, yeah. like – it's just is really – but then air conditioning, you know, it's always – it's fine. Everyone has a pool. It's like you can always find a yeah. pool and air conditioning. So I like Florida. Um, and you and I, you know what? I'm trying to think. I'm like, how did I start following her? How did I learn about her? And I actually think I was following you on Twitter first. Oh, um, you were because I, I had a moment when you followed me where I was like, oh, my God. Like, I can't believe she followed me. I'm not, I'm not just saying that. I'm oh, my God. Get, I was like, oh. oh, my God. Dream bigger, please. I re- really, really. No, okay. you were, you were very cool. I mean, you're still very cool, but I'm saying on Twitter, <laughs> you were like back a, in the day, a very cool Twitter presence. Oh, my I gosh. Like, I didn't even have to pay very you to psyched. say that. Thank I you. I think I like tweeted and added you. Where it's like, oh, you might find this funny. And then you followed me. And I was yeah, because like, it probably <laughs> was so effing funny based on what I know. Like everything you feed me is like my like you are literally like my personal algorithm, resp- like telling me, <laughs> like giving me what I actually want to see. And I appreciate that. Um, 
I remember, I mean, I remember you went through a miscarriage and you were very yeah. public about that and talking about that. And I thought that that was really brave and also, um, important that you were willing to do that at the time. Um, and, and it's something that you also write about a lot, right? It's, it's one of the big sort of topics that you have not shied away from covering. Um, how, what is that like for you to have, have, what was that decision like to put s- such an intimate experience in a place like Twitter, where we know that, you know, there's all, for all the good that can come from it, there can also be a lot of like grossness. Yeah. That's a good question. I So I, I hear people and like my husband and a lot of the people I know are fall into this category who are like, I'm a very like private person. I've never been able to relate to that. I feel like since like the Zanga days, I've been kind of just spewing everything that's happening to me yes. out onto the internet. Yes. Um, which I think is why people become writers, right? Yes. <laughs> like, oh, I can get paid for this. So I, um, so I first shared after my miscarriage on Facebook, which is like people that know me, then Instagram. And then I think then I started sharing on Twitter. Um, the response though was was so positive, which was like so unexpected um, sharing online. I, I think that I did not have a moment where I was like, okay, I'm going to tell the world um, not to get into like the whole story, but I announced my pregnancy before the miscarriage. So right. everyone knew that I was pregnant. Right. So I didn't really have a choice. I didn't have the luxury of processing before telling everyone. Um, I was like, my options are either to put it out there or to delete all of my pregnancy content and hope that people can piece it together themselves. Mm-hmm. Not that there's like a right or wrong way to do that. No. But I I was like, you know, I'm just I'm going to be honest about what happened and how it feels. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was a it was, it was such a I'm so glad that I did that. Did it make you at all nervous when you were pregnant with Nora to to have to go through that? Were you were you more cautious about sharing in in the early parts of your pregnancy? Interestingly, I think that I'm maybe an outlier here because I expected it to be that way. I I was very much like I'm not going to like I'm like I'm going to wait until like the baby's practically born yeah. to share if I get pregnant again. And I just I think I just realized that with my first pregnancy I was so focused on the safe point of pregnancy and making it there and like kind of just like being sick in silence until I made it there and, you know, not telling anyone and um, outside of like, you know, close family, close friends and family, like no one outside of that orbit is going to know what's happening. And then I made it to the safe point and then I lost the baby. So I was kind of like, I'd rather (laughs) just put it out there. And if, if something happens again, then it happens and I'll share. But I don't want to feel like, oh, I can't tell anyone because, like, what if I miscarry? Because I did things the, like, what I felt was, like, the the safest way um, the first time, and I still did tell everyone. Right. Um, I announced the pregnancy with Nora earlier, actually, than I did with my first pregnancy. Oh, wow. I want to – yeah, that does make sense to me because there is this idea of, like, oh, I don't want to jinx it. And you kind of learned that like, well, I did, I did all the stuff. I did the non-jinxing stuff and I still got yeah. screwed. Um, so it almost sort of rips the bandaid off. I mean, that's such a painful experience that I am sure the next time around, it was almost like you kind of know, like anything can happen at any time. If I want to share, yeah. I'm going to share. It doesn't, sharing doesn't put me in a yeah and it doesn't it, it, affect whatever is going to happen yeah it has no impact on um on the outcome and I I just think that I felt like I don't regret I did for a long time but in retrospect I don't regret sharing and being and everyone being so happy for me the first time if I sound a little different than I did just a minute ago just a second ago even it's because we had a Massive technical difficulty on my side while recording, which is one of the benefits of interviewing someone who also has a podcast is that now we're using Ayana's whole setup to do this, which is why I probably sound a little different because I could not get my microphone to connect to my computer. It's fine. Everything's going to be okay. But we're back. 
Whew. Okay. A journey. We've been on a journey. Um, Anna, I wanted to say, and I hope this doesn't sound weird, but I actually like, I have such a, I have such a bad relationship with, with the way that I was, the religion that I was raised with, which is Roman Catholic, um, that watching you sort of interact with your faith and talk about your faith has made me realize that I am not, there are so many elements of religion and Christianity that like, I think I'm missing in my, in my experience. And I'm really grateful that you've sort of changed my mind about a lot of stuff. And I feel like you, you probably get that a lot. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's like such an honor to hear that just because um, I do have a weird relationship with the idea of, of being a Christian or being religious. I grew up in a very like, not so much politically conservative because that's not like it in black churches. That's less of a thing than like the white American church, but like a very like lots of rules um, and like a lot of like just really harmful opinions about people who were different than us. Um, and so I think that like for me, like I started reading books from um, queer Christians and um and from Black Christians and from, um, you know, just Christians across the spectrum of of, just, of life. Like, I, I have a prayer book that has, um, you know, just, like, thoughts from Christians who are mentally ill, who um, are from indigenous communities, who are disabled. And so I think that, like, seeing the wide range um, helped me come to terms with the fact that I still wanted – to be a part of Christianity with without it. But then I add the disclaimer anytime. I'm like, hey, like, I'm not transphobic. I am not homophobic. I don't think that – I think that women – women's health care and women's rights are a, a huge priority. So I feel like I try to add those disclaimers anytime that I mention, like, being an American Christian because it's mm-hmm. just – it's a it's, – it's a very, a very touchy thing for good reason. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I really appreciate just like um, how obvious your values are to, I think, like the average follower of yours, Um, because it became very clear to me. Like sometimes, you know, when you see like someone go ultra religious on you, especially like I follow all of the, you know, like the Salt Lake City, like bloggers and, and all of a sudden something jumps out and you're like, like we do not share the same values um it was very clear to me from the beginning that like you and I share very much the same values and to be able to be like oh well someone can like still find strong faith under that under that moral code and under that value set is like that's very hopeful to me and also your church looks cool it just looks cool it just looks (laughs) like cool church no like is it cool church it is it is fun. It's down to earth. It's the first the church I'm at now, it's the first church I've ever been to where the pastor will say, like, oh, let's grab a beer and talk about that. And like that's normal. You don't have yeah. to like pretend you don't drink. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and do it behind closed doors. So yeah, no, I think it's just been um like the loudest voices in Christianity are also the worst people yeah. <laughs> with the worst values. Um, you know, I I don't blame anyone who especially after the last four or five years, like distrust Christians or people in America who call themselves Christians just because like, why would you? Um, It's been awful, but no, it's, I mean, I, I definitely, there was a point in my life where I'd want to tell people about Jesus or convert or share the good news. That's not where I'm at. I'm just like, this is, this is something that I, that I, that I do that I'm into. And, you know, I just try to share it like I would any other part of my life. Yeah. Well, it's interesting when you think about like a marketing tactic, like, Pushing anything on anyone isn't going to work. Yeah. You know? It doesn't work. Um, But you have made it a very sort of inviting. I like going to church on like Christmas and stuff for like the theatrical aspect of it all. Like I love the songs. You'll catch me singing. And, but I just have not, you know, I was raised Catholic. It's just a different, it's a different beast. And um, there's a lot of problems with the Catholic Church, many of them public. Uh, And um, it's just like a weird and, you know, like my brother's gay and like I have gay friends and I have trans friends. And it's like, well, 
this doesn't seem everything I've read about or that you've told me about like Jesus and like whatever I was supposed to believe in as a child doesn't seem like it comes through in like the actions and what I see, what I see like purported by the church. And so it's just not something that I'm really connected with, but I really like seeing people, especially people my own age find, uh, religion in a way that like works for them and to also know that that exists because you know a, the catholic church is so powerful so rich so white so uh just like it just it's so powerful i mean it's it is kind of the loud like you said the loudest voice in the room and just being exposed to people who who are still like oh i'm christian or i'm religious but not in the way that you probably assume that it means, I think it like gives me a little bit of hope. Cause I think like faith is great. I just think that like my experiences with it have not been. Yeah, totally. And yeah, cool church. I mean, like I, like you guys have like the cool songs church, like sometimes like um, in New York, uh, Z100 was like the, uh, you know, like top 40 hits radio station. And we brought our car from Brooklyn to California. And that station in California is like Hillsong, station and i like have not changed i like listen to it all the time i think it's like i'm like you know what i mean you think you're like listening to chunk you're like oh my god this is about god this is about god i didn't think i thought this was about a guy this is about jesus it's very Um, catchy it's very catchy very catchy so i mean thank you for sharing you share like all of these parts of your life are there parts of your life because you've been doing this for a long time you know you've been in this game for a while like are there things that you have kept private or there non-negotiable things that you're like i don't put this online I feel like for me, I feel like you probably are able to relate to this. I think that for me, I it's very much like if something doesn't feel right, I'm not going to share it. When it comes to other people in my life, I am a lot more cautious about like just because I'm okay like sh- sharing it out. Um, something for me that like I established like once I started like really like writing and just being active on social media, I was like I don't share things about my relationship that are negative in the sense of like I'm just like I'm never gonna on Instagram stories and be like oh my god Bagger and I are having this huge fight and I'm crying because you know he's he's being such a huge jerk I under I save that for like my group chats yeah for therapy yeah 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 yeah. or for my therapist if we I mean and I'm not trying to make it sound like he makes me cry every night but if, (laughs) if if we're like having like just like you know a rough week like I that's I think the biggest thing and then with Nora like I'm also like not a huge fan of like storying like temper tantrums like or basically like just like when they don't have input or control I'm like all right like yeah that's not my place um not my place to share it with the world but yeah other than that I think it's just um sometimes I'll share something and be like few days later after looking at responses being like I wish that I kept that to myself and so I think I think that that's just like a learning process turning out what I'm okay with people knowing yeah I think so much of like an internet persona ends up being like yeah this is a very authentic like dimension of myself that you're seeing but there are other things that right I don't like put on the internet and it's not like oh I'm hiding this from you or I'm like sin of omission even but like you know we all have like our internet, our internet personalities. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think if you, you know, I now talking to you, it's like, okay, you're very much who I thought you were going to be. I'm probably pretty much who you thought I was going to be. But there's also like, there is stuff I haven't put on the internet because I realize like how little privacy I've actually given myself. And yeah. it's like, that's fine. It's afforded me a lot of like great opportunities. And I'm sure you feel the same way. But it is kind of like, I, I get very envious of people who are like, oh, yeah, I'm just not really online. I'm like, what? <laughs> what is that like? Yeah. Tell me more. I love following you. I think that you've always done a really great job at like, being transparent about like the business of being in the influencer space, the business of being a black woman in the influencer space, I think is like, something that uh, we could use more transparency about because yeah. so much of this stuff ends up being so hush hush and these like kind of like backdoor deals or whatever. But there's like a lot of inequity in this space 
And like, it's good to have these transparent accounts. So, you know, people can be held accountable for, you know, like the deals that they're making. And I think that's been like really, really cool to watch. And just also just learning how it works is really interesting. Um, Did you have any sort of like guidance going into this world from someone else who was doing it first or was, were you really finding your way? Um, yeah, like with influencing, I think I just kind of, I very much entered like without an idea of how it worked or what I was doing and kind of figured it out and like met people, like made all my mistakes early on with no idea what I was doing and then made friends who were like, you need to charge more than $50 for an Instagram post. It was like, okay, I did not know that. So I mean, yeah, now I, I do my best. I honestly haven't shared about it lately as much as I did before, but I do my best to um to just kind of like talk about like things that I wish I would have known because I do think yeah. it, it is a very different experience for black women in the industry. So yeah, I think it's important. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's just also important, I think, for for I've, I've been watching, I'm assuming you've been watching too, like the whole Nordstrom sale influencer. Yeah. Like, what is your take on this? Because I keep hearing all the I read Steph McNeil at BuzzFeed, um, her take on it. I've been watching yesterday, I watched Emily Jackson of the Rachel Parcel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I knew you knew what I would be talking about. So they went to Nordstrom to check out her IVL athleisure line and then in the car on the way back they did a story that was like what was the best thing about the Nordstrom sale and they were like IVL and everything else sucked and I was like that's a really big statement to make from this like family of like huge influencers especially people who have a deal with Nordstrom who's selling their clothing as an influencer do you have any intel you can give us on what the hell is going on with the Nordstrom sale and why all of a sudden this year there is all of this backlash I so I personally influencing or I mean I don't I'm not like a fashion blogger but I I have shopped the Nordstrom sale public access mind you I've never yeah. been someone who's been like roped off VIP yeah. and I I've, I've never gotten the hype really I mean honestly I've the deals have always been so much better um in the like after the sale or even like if you wait until the sale stuff gets pushed to Nordstrom Rack like that's that's usually how I shop it but I mean influencers do make a lot of money if they're able I mean Nordstrom has a great commission rate if you're able to convince people to buy things you're going to make a ton of money during the Nordstrom sale I do think it's funny that so many bloggers are like is it overhyped? Is it not? Like, should we share it? Should we not? And then like the next day, it's like, here's my Nordstrom sale roundup. It's like, just, just do it. Just say like, Hey, I'm, well, we're going to shop the sale together. It's going to be great. I, so I think that this year, the thing that has been funny to me is people who are kind of like, just like, Oh, like, uh, is it worth it? Like, is it not? And then like, end up sharing all of it anyway. Like, like, yeah. like that doesn't make you authentic. It just, I don't know. It feels like pandering. But a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Like just like, oh, I want to show everyone that I did hem and haw for a little bit over this. But then I am like, I, it's weird. It, it's funny. You know, this whole my whole podcast runs off of product recommendations, affiliate links. It's how I keep it in business. And like I, that's always been sort of a transparent thing, especially because that's the topic of the show. I didn't know. I just real. I thought mm, Nordstrom must be giving out like a really high commission because you would think that these people I mean, they do. They have a big financial investment in making sure people shop. But the fact that they're out here being like, it's actually not that good and there's not that much good stuff. I would rather them say like, hey, it was a hard year in retail and Nordstrom decided, you know, like they weren't going to give us the cut we usually get. And this takes a lot of time and effort for us to, you know, push these sales and, you know, do all these roundups. Right. And so I'm, I'm sitting it out. It's not a good business decision. That would make me feel a little bit better than all of them just trying to be like, the stuff isn't as good. Like, yeah. don't hide the, just say like, Hey, they're not paying. Like no one else would work for free. I think people get yeah. that. Like, Hey, this, you know, it, this takes a ton of time, like doing all these reels, doing all these hauls, doing all these try-ons. And it used to be worth it to me in the past, because if you guys went shopping through my link, uh, I would get a cut. And this year they're not doing that anymore. And so, you know, I'll give you a few things that I like, but I have to focus my energy on the stuff that's actually paying me. But I haven't really heard anyone say that. I've just been hearing like, there are not as many good dresses. And I'm like, is it about the dresses or are they just not paying you? Because I feel like for any amount of money, 
they could chill. I mean, influencers could chill anything. Right. I, I get it. But I don't know. Like, did you see anybody who was saying straight up, like, look, it's just not a good well, so investment? They're, they're still, I don't think the commission rate has dropped that much. Um, I, I don't know off the top of my head through. Yeah, like, I'll have to look it up. Yeah, I think it's still a decent commission rate, though. I, I think some of that is just trying to seem like you're, like, listening to your audience who's like i mean i think that i remember the first year that i like was on was following bloggers for the nordstrom sale it was like it just seemed like like everyone loved it and now i think people kind of like like all of the influencers i follow who've done polls like will you be shopping the in sale like it's like 70 percent no like i think people are just over it especially because it's a lot of the same stuff every year um it's like the same like barefoot dreams, like cardigan, blanket, whatever, <laughs> like the same leggings yeah. for a year. Yeah, so it's like, totally. Yeah. I do love the barefoot dreams stuff, though. The influencers got me on the barefoot dreams. Is it worth that. it? I've, I've never tried. I've never tried. Let me tried tell you something. It's a blanket. Do you like warm blankets? Here's a warm blanket. Like, yeah, it's great. It's a nice warm blanket. Like, did it come and, like, change my life? And, like, did I become, like, a cozy little, like, coffee girl, like, sitting under my... No, I did not. <laughs> but it's, like, a nice warm blanket. But you would think that, like... This blanket yep. came with like a million dollars wrapped in the middle of it. And the it hype not. is the hype is unreal there. I mean, look, marketing is crazy. We just did, I just did like one of the new, you know, I do a newsletter every week of like a product a week. And this, these Facebook ads for this um, travel bag called Baboon to the Moon, like really got me these really colorful bags. And I wrote that like I bought it with my own money. And all that I wanted was for it to show up and for me to be like, this is a scam or like this sucks. I don't like it. It's not what they promised. And it's a great bag and I love it. And I was like, damn it. Like <laughs> ugh, foiled again. But you know, it's, it's the same thing. It's like, do you need a warm blanket? Yeah. Barefoot dreams is a great option. Do you not need a warm blanket? But like, are, are you like super influenced? I don't know if you're going to feel anything right. <laughs> when the barefoot dreams blanket shows up to your house, but if someone's like, "Hey, I need a really warm blanket," I think you know where to where to take them. I mean, who knows? Are uh, Anna? Are you shopping the end sale? I am not okay. shopping the. I mean, again, I like I might wander into Nordstrom. That's usually how I've shopped in the past. Yes, but like no plan, just vibes. Like if I see something, I <laughs> I think that I view it the way I would it as any store having a good sale. Like, yeah, um, not necessarily going to like go out of my way. Um, unless I'm looking for something very specific, but yeah, there is something about a 70% off thing that just makes you feel it's, it's a feeling you kind of have to sort of push down. I think as an adult who can like think and, and as someone who has to pay bills and stuff, like sometimes when something's 70% off, you're like, I just, I have to, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so, basically free. It's yeah. such a deal. Yeah, exactly. They're giving it away. Um, so speaking of shopping, that brings me to my big question, obviously, what did you bring to G Thanks Just Bought It? Okay, so I – it feels weird saying bra. Like, I feel like I should – I have it right here. I should just, you know, lift it up. But they yes, can't see that. They can't. It's okay, and it's okay. <laughs> Sorry, I will not do a dramatic reveal. It's okay. okay. Just pretend, you guys. Yes, just pretend. I brought Hotel Lobby Candle, which is a candle Amazing. brand started by a friend of mine, but I'm not saying that because she is – I didn't because know that. Cool. Lindsay Silberman. Do you... I didn't know that. No. That's you didn't know she started it? No. <laughs> no way. Well, here we are. So I am have been a candle person, like was the person stocking up at the Bath and Body Works Christmas sale every year. Yes. Um, but I hesitate to pay more because I think I'm spoiled by Bath and Body Works more than like nine dollars <laughs> for a candle. I'm with you. And this one lives up to the hype. I, I'm always very skeptical, even if it's an influencer that I know, when an influencer releases a product and then a bunch of people are like ranting and raving and you're like, well, like are are you saying that because you like them or we but no the candle um, it, it, it's a great candle. I have the Island candle. Um, I keep it on my desk. Like I'm literally looking at it cause it feels wrong not to, as I'm talking. 
about it. Yeah. The packaging, the branding is so cute and it it has like such a strong but still subtle smell. Um, okay. I but as I'm very passionate about about candles, so. And how much are these candles? So the candle is $54 okay. off the top of my head, which again, like if I buy like a Bath and Body Works candle full price, I'm like, wow, like lap of luxury. Totally. Um, but it's one of those things that I am trying to like as I like get a little bit older, <laughs> trying to be like, okay, like is it better to buy like – if I have – this only applies to, like, you know, if you have the budget and if you have the money. Obviously, if you, like – if if it doesn't make financial sense, like, don't do it. But for me, I'm like, is it better to buy several, like, different things that are, like, on sale or that I see? And I'm like, that'll be cute and, like, not really love any of them or to invest in, like – like, I bought my first dress from Anthropology and nearly died. But, <laughs> but now you're like, I have this dress and I love it. Right. And it's great. And it was worth it. And I'm going to wear it all the time. So that's my philosophy. I'm So, yeah. yeah. It's um, $54. But, yeah. It's a good candle. $54 feels – and I say this from, from like, seeing so many roundups of, like, this diptyque candle is amazing and it costs $108. Like, $54 is, I would say, in the candle world, like, mid to high price. Yeah, but but it also comes down to, you know, burn time and what they call throw, which is how much the scent can fill the room that the candle is lit in. And cheaper candles burn faster um, and also sometimes don't have as much of a throw, which is why anytime you walk in somewhere and even the little like diptyque like tea light is lit the entire place smells smells amazing nuts and that's because someone paid 87 dollars for it summer's just around the corner so give your body the care it deserves with osea's best-selling andaria algae body oil created by infusing andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils it leaves skin silky soft and glowing plus it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy it's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60. My pro- I'm with you. Like, I love going to Target and getting, like, the $9 candles. Like, sometimes I'll get, like, I'll go crazy and get, like, a $17.99 candle and feel like a big freak but uh but I burn candles so often it's like from the time I'm awake to the time I go to bed so I always get kind of dicey about spending so much money like I would feel do you feel very particular about like when you light the good candles versus when you light the Bath and Body Works candles this is okay so the, the funny thing is that um during my pregnancy with Nora I I try like I burn candles all the time and it made me so nauseous that now I'm like I feel like it's made me like very like scent particular, but in general I tend like I tend to burn like the nicer candles when I have people coming over or like I'm at my desk and like want a certain vibe, um because I still have plenty of cheap candles, but okay. um I um I think that like I I probably wouldn't burn this candle all day long, um for the reasons that you said, uh, but. I do think I mean I've been burning it and it's still, you know, hasn't uh I've I've burned it a lot and it's still in good and shape. And it's still so. in good shape. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. I mean, I'm happy to invest in a $54 candle that like smells great and will last. Um, but I just know myself and sometimes I like light a candle in the morning and at the end of the day I'm like, oh my god, it's gone. Like where and where was I for the entire experience? Um yeah. like I always keep one lit in my bathroom and you know, there's just, it just like makes the house feel, I mean, not, not in this weather, but definitely in the winter, like it makes everything feel cozier. Everything smells yeah. so pretty. Um, but I do, I am particular about when I light the nice candles. Cause I'm like, I want to enjoy every yes. second of this burn. Um, are you very, are you very devoted to the, um, to lighting a candle for the first time and letting it evenly melt down? You know, they say to like light it for like a set number of hours or whatever so that you get like the even 
So you don't get I like sh- the hole in the middle. I I should be. Um, I should be more defended to that. Wow. I don't. Wow. I don't. You're think, crazy. I don't, I don't think that I should. I don't like. I don't trim my wicks as much as I should. Yeah, I. I um, I'm like you. not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I <laughs> just kind of like go for it. Um, wow. Fast the, and loose over candles. here. Yeah, yeah. A little wow. Bit there is a great tweet that I'm going to send you. It's it's old. It's when Disney Plus start, came out, but I think it is. I think it could be a contender for your weekly roundup. And I remember it was a friend of mine. My friend Molly tweeted it. It was when Disney Plus started saying, you know, here are all the movies that are going to be on the platform. Yeah. And one of them was this old Disney movie called Candle Shoe. But my friend Molly tweeted, so who's the candles ho? And I, because it's just spelled... Candle shoe one word, and if you just put the S with candle, it's candles ho. And I was like, I'm the candles ho. It's me. <laughs> and it's that's me. how you. That's who you describe yourself. Yeah, that's beautiful. Notable candles ho. Honestly, you know the mask mandate has been lifted in California, and one of my great pleasures now is actually getting to smell the candles in Target. I would lift them up to my masked face like a nut job, <laughs> not be able to smell anything. And I'm like, well, I guess the mask is working, but I have no idea what I'm about to buy and what this is right. going to smell like by the and by the time when you've held, in a pandemic. When you've held the candle up to your face, it's kind of like now you have to buy it. Like yeah, you can't, now it's yours. Yeah, you're not like double dipping in the, you know, it, it was a big thing. So I got a lot of different uh, sense that way. Now I feel like I'm really back to my old, my old self of just standing in the aisle and just like sort of getting lost in the, the many flavors of Santal. Um, but a hotel lobby candle, that has become sort that has been like a big Instagrammy. I feel like I see them everywhere. Like whatever yeah. she is doing has been pretty amazing. Yeah, I think that so the the interesting thing is that it does like it it makes me I mean I'm not someone who like often stays at five it's, it's been a luxury in my life to stay at five star resorts. But yeah. it does take me back. It they do smell like a really like luxe hotel lobby um, what does that smell like though I mean it's been so long for me as well and I'm not like a purveyor of like the four seasons in multiple places but like I, is it a cleanliness is it like what what do you what vibe and are there di- and they're different scents I guess yeah they're different okay. scents I it's so I feel like I'm like very does it just smell rich it just smells like yeah like smells like wealth <laughs> Okay. I don't I, I can't describe it. It's just like when you walk into a really nice hotel and you take a deep breath and you're like, like how do they make it smell <laughs> like this? Like yeah. Like what is that smell? That's that's what it reminds me of. I, okay. I think it definitely I actually um interviewed Lindsay for my podcast. This was before I actually tried the candle. And um and she mentioned that because of COVID and quarantine and people like not being able to leave, that like a big draw was the smell that reminded you of like traveling and getting out and about. Um, but yeah, I was, I was pleasantly surprised to say the least. I get that. I mean, especially during COVID it's like, this is your hotel now, babe. Like you live in these four. Well, I'm intimately right. familiar with my house oh, and, yes. and even just a little change like that, I think is a really big deal. I mean, I was I literally on when I was still going to grocery stores, like probably before it got really bad, here and also before we call kind of but when we were still wiping down our packages but going yes. in the car with other people um I would do like my target runs and I would get a lot of candles because it was like what else am I like this is the this makes me happy it's like yeah just like a little thing um Kate Spencer also forever 35 one of her big pieces of advice to people is like get a signature scent for your home so people always are like oh like her home always smells amazing uh and I thought that that was such an in you know Sephora has one like Soul Cycle has one you yeah know, why not have one I would love for my home to be like rich hotel people yeah. so this might be, really be it for me do you know how approximately like what the burn time is does it um, say? I, I don't know. I will I will look. 65 hours. I mean, that's a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long time. Yes. Yeah, so, right. And then on the 11th ounce one I'm looking right now, it says 70 hours. So that really does, you know, the cost amortizes over time. Yeah. No, I definitely think it's worth it. I don't, I think that the price felt like high to me at first mm-hmm. as someone who doesn't spend money on candles, but 
Now I'm like, all right, this is where it's at. This is where now it's you're at. the candles hoe. I mean, I am. I'm, I'm a fellow <laughs> candles hoe. You're the candles hoe. I'm excited about this one. I've got, uh, I got really into Otherland candles last winter. Yes. Um, They're also are, really good. They're really good. Similarly priced, I think, in the yeah. $40 to $50 range. That feels like, uh, you know, like we've graduated. You know what I mean? Like you, you were, you've, you've graduated from the School of Bath and Body Works candles and you're, and it's like, those are, your Bath and Body Works candles, my Target candles, Old Faithfuls. But it's like, you know, we're adults now. Right. Like, oh, look at my big, expensive, rich person's candle. It smells like money. Yes. I, I like that a lot. Have you, uh, I know that I see that they sell like diffusers. I see that they do like Bath and Body like sets. Do you have any other stuff from Hotel Collection that you think we should try? Room sprays? Um And yeah. And if so, what? And if not, what are you looking forward to trying next? Um, good question. I don't have anything else. Okay. Um, but next on my list is the, um, the Paris candle. Um, Ooh. it, I'm one of those annoying people who like goes to Europe once and is like, oh my God, I miss it so much. <laughs> like when I was in Paris, when I lived in Paris in the hotel for five days. Um, okay. No, I'm with you on that. Yeah. What is it supposed to smell like? The Paris one? Yeah. Um, let me. Let's see. I'm looking right now. I'm like, so that the sweet of the book. Okay. Wow. I'm like looking at all the candles. I'm like, which one do I want? These are great. I, yeah, I only, oh, Midnight in Paris. Ooh. I mean, look, this is, this is, you guys are like literally, this trance I'm in right now is the candle's hoe inside. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, it's, she's coming out. She's coming out. I also just like love a deluxe candle, even though they're like $150 and I just, I can never see myself doing it because I'm like, right. Oh, it's 20. Oh, but you know what? 25% off site wide on hotel collection right now. Watch, watch out Nordstrom sale. We're coming. Wow. I'm looking at every, like literally just adding things to my cart. Okay. So like this is the deluxe my way candle is like inspired by the one hotel at Miami beach based on the sophistication of the sensual masculine, masculine scent. I love this. I love like a sandalwood. The other thing, Oh, burn time 300 hours. Oh, it's $134. Well, that's, that's a deal. Wait, I think, I don't know if this is the right one. Cause I don't know. I don't recognize the things that you're saying. <laughs> Oh, I'm looking at no, no. I'm looking at the hotel collection candles. Is it hotel lobby? Yeah. Hold on. I'm just on a different page. I think. Yeah, hotel lobby candle. Okay, because they don't. They only have one size candle, so that's why I'm like. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe I wasn't. Oh, interesting. You guys, candles ho is actually the hotel collection candles ho who bought an ad above hotel lobby candle. <laughs> Oh my god! I've been looking at a different site the entire time. No How is way. this? But it's literally the same thing. That is so strange. <gasps> I'm keeping this in the episode because people have to know. Because if you search hotel lobby candle, the first thing that pops up on Google is hotel collection candle. I see that now. Are you seeing is, what I'm seeing on yes, Google? That is very sneaky. That's shady. That is candles ho <laughs> shit. Okay. Well, now I'm on the right site. Well, guys, um, guess what? Hotel collection. Who cares? Their site's 25% off, but that's not what we're talking about. Okay. You're like, Anna's like, I don't know what internet you're on. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, something doesn't sound. Right. Yeah. You're like, this isn't right. Okay. So you want, oh, I see. Okay. And also their candles are $54 too. This is like. This is, so I'm calling, wild. I don't believe in calling the cops, but I might make an exception and call 911 after this episode and report hotel collection candles. That is, that's fucked up. Okay. Now I'm on the right site. Okay. So I'm looking at the Paris one. So this is meet the sexiest candle you'll ever light. Okay. Hello. Inspired by the seductive Parisian nightlife. Just a whiff begs the question. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? Fun. Okay. Okay. I lo- I mean, this sounds lovely. It sounds like very like sexy and like sexy candles are also different than the ones you're going to like light in your living room. Right. Right. Y- yeah. I mean, these are, this is your little literal candles, ho candle. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we need, we need like, 
like a like a family holiday can't I, I cannot believe I spent the last 15 minutes on the wrong site I wish I would have known but hey now you're in the right place you know what I want every I want everyone to know because there's no way that this doesn't happen all the time that sneaky brand um because I'm like oh what else have you tried and you're like nothing they make candles and I'm like no they make <laughs> it all makes sense now you're like I don't know what she's talking about wow wild Wow, I'm mad at them. Okay, so the island candle is that does that feel more appropriate for like a family gathering, whereas Paris might be like a bedroom or bathroom situation? Yeah, I I think the island. So it is very like summery, but not like offensively summery the way that Bath and Body Works summer candle. You know, it's very much like I feel like Bath and Body Works candles are like yelling at you, like it is fall. You know, yeah, like there's, yeah. there's nothing like subtle about it or like understated. Yes. Um. But yeah, no. It's anytime fall. I <laughs> anytime I burn it, I usually put it in the living room. The house smells really good. That's nice. Yeah. The the Bath and Body Bodyworks Works and Target have that in common, where they're like pumpkin spice, mitten, scarf, falling leaves, <laughs> cozy socks, and then it's oh, like it's yes. just like it's just like apple cider, like. Or like grandma's cookies, grandma's Christmas yes. cookies. But I, I like, do you gravitate more? This is my last candle toe question for you. Cause now we've been talking about candles for like 45 minutes. Do you gravitate more towards a food smell or a nature smell in Bath and Body Works specifically? Oh, I cannot stand their food smells. It oh, I'm like, I'm the opposite. It's, it always, go, you're either one or the other. Like no one, no candles toe is neutral <laughs> on that. Ayana, thank you so much for coming to G Thanks Just Bought It. This was such a delight. Yes, this was wonderful. Thank you for having me. It was so great. Let uh, let everyone know where they can follow you and where they can listen to you. Okay, so it like stresses me out always to spell out my Instagram handle because I'm afraid I'm going to spell my own name wrong. But we're gonna we're gonna do our best. You can do it. <laughs> so on Instagram, I am at Ayana Gabrielle Lage, A Y A N A G A B R I. like like okay i sucked myself myself up you did you did you did you did okay it's at a y a n a g a b r i e l l e l a g e jesus you did it yeah and (laughs) my podcast is called asked by ayana you can find it on uh, any podcast platform Amazing. And you guys, if you don't follow her on Instagram, get yourself there. It's Friday right now, which means the tweets of the week are coming either. Sometimes you do them on a late Sunday. Sometimes you do them on a Monday. But they're on the way. They're on the way. They're on the way. When I tell you, I, I'm including the screenshot of just all of my replies to her, the tweets that she rounds up. When I tell you, I sit there actually LOLing. I am not joking. It is such a gift you've given us. Thank you so much for coming to G. Thanks. Everyone, we will link to everything we talked about in the show notes, the correct candle website for all of you candles hoes out there. And uh, and we will see you next week for another episode of G. Thanks.